Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Roadmap from Auto Finance News. Since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. I'm Joey Pizzolatto, editor of Auto Finance News, and joining me today is Amanda Harris, associate editor. This is our weekly wrap on what happened in auto finance for the week ending April 2nd, 2021. As always, before we begin, I want to thank Auto Finance News advertisers, Agora Data, Alpha, Dealer Track, DCM Services, Defy Solutions, MarketScan, Struck, Struck, and Levon for their continued support. In general news, last week the unemployment rate for February fell to 6%, with non-farm payroll jobs increasing by 916,000 amid a pickup in economic activity. Over 2 million Americans have received the vaccine, with all 50 states set to have open eligibility for anyone 16 years and older by May 1st. Joe Biden last week also unveiled his proposed $2 trillion infrastructure plan, $174 billion of which will go towards charging station infrastructure, consumer rebates for American-made electric vehicles, and a pledge to electrify the government's fleet. The proposal is still pending congressional approval, but if advanced, should help pave the way for increased adoption of EVs that nearly every OEM has said it would invest heavily in. Finally, the Federal Reserve-backed group Alternative References Rates Committee published a white paper detailing how issuers in the asset-backed securities market can shift away from the London Interbank Offered Rate, or LIBOR, to the Secured Overnight Finance Rate, or SOFR. LIBOR is the benchmark rate in which issuers sell debt against. Uh, discussions around LIBOR's retirement have been floating around the industry for years now. I believe I first reported on, on that back in 2019. Uh, that that deadline was looming. Um, but with the, secure, the secured overnight fi financing rate was positioned to be its replacement, but the pandemic spurred an extension uh, to, its, to LIBOR's retirement by mid-2023. Um, Freddie Mac, the mortgage giant turned government-sponsored entity after the credit crisis, and JP Morgan Chase have both used the SOFR in its pricing of some AAA-rated prime residual, residential mortgage-backed securities in October. In auto finance, our reporting themes return to two common topics for the industry, incentive spending and affordability concerns, which to me seem to go hand in hand. Amanda, let's start with incentive spending. Sure, um, so the general consensus on incentive spend is actually it's down. Um, in fact, it reached a six year low uh, in February and so it stood as a percentage of the average transaction price at 8.4% in February, which is the lowest it has been since about April 2015. Um, and that's coming from Cox Automotive. Uh, so really that has a couple of factors, um, but the main one is just this whole tight supply um, that we've been kind of following and talking about pretty much ever since the pandemic really shut down manufacturing uh, last year, about a year ago now. Um, you know, shut down dealerships, shut down manufacturing, that really just hasn't completely caught back up. Um, and then also demand has been so strong. So when they do get vehicles in, they're kind of going out pretty quickly. Um, so it's, you know, a mixture of just high demand, low supply, and demand for, you know, certain types of vehicles. We're seeing a lot of, you know, SUVs, bigger, more luxury cars 
kind of being the front runners um, right now and what customers are kind of looking for. Um, and then we know that, you know, the newer vehicles, the 2021 models were definitely behind. Um, we talked about that kind of last year as well. We knew that was gonna be the case this year because production was halted. And so it's been taking a while to catch up. So because they do have such high demand and fewer cars, obviously they don't really have an incentive <laughs> to give incentives um, to sell those cars. You know, people are buying them. So why would they, you know, um, lower the price or offer really strong incentives and in financing um, when they're it's not really needed right now? Um, so it's kind of the driving factor there. Um, but it's not really a negative thing for the industry. Um, obviously, that means that there's more money to be made. Um, that means that things are going rel relatively well. You know, they don't feel like they have to offer these huge incentives to sell these cars. Um, and we know the SAR was still pretty strong at 16.4 million units in March, um, which is actually increased of 53% year over year, given that we're talking about it 2020, which isn't really a great comparison. <laughs> uh, we're gonna start talking about 2021 to 2019, maybe. Um, it would be a little bit more fair. Um, but so that's kind of the, the gist there is, is low surprise. So supply is keeping these prices high. Um, and we'll kind of get to that in a minute with affordability still being a concern, and especially as incentives aren't really happening. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you, you, you pretty much did my job for me there. Um, you know, high prices or low supply, um, high demand, um, increased vehicle values and prices. Obviously, that's going to lead to higher monthly payments, um, which is another thing that we explored last week was this affordability concern, which really was before the pandemic, kind of the main pain point for the industry, aside from, you know, kind of the competitive, uh, you know, landscape in, in the market and, you know, lenders trying to find their place there was how do we keep payments at a reasonable level um, so that consumers can afford them? Uh, so, you know, what, 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 what do we see there? Yeah, so I just mentioned like th that prices are, are really high. Um, I think the new average is about forty thousand um, dollars for the vehicle, and then so we're looking at like between thirty-five and forty thousand, um, just depending on kind of what spectrum we're looking at. Um, but yeah, new vehicle loan payments hit a record high in the fourth quarter, twenty twenty. So it was about five hundred seventy-six dollars a month, which is about twelve dollar year-over-year increase, um, and then. On used vehicles too, it went up to about $400. And that's really the more surprising side um, from discussions I've had, you know, with industry experts. Um, you know, we, we know new vehicles are gonna be more expensive. They have more features in them. We talked about connected cars and vehicle payments a lot um, in our recent summit and just in our coverage. Um, so obviously newer vehicles are gonna be more expensive. And I just mentioned that customers are kind of opting for those bigger SUVs, crossover type cars. You know, people are making more road trips and things like that from the pandemic. So they're looking for those kind of bigger, more luxury type cars. So obviously it's gonna drive the average price up because uh, those are just more expensive cars in general. But on the used side, knowing that that is also going up and has surpassed 400 for the first time um, in the fourth quarter of 2020, that um, is a little bit more concerning as far as just affordability goes especially in the discussions we've had on subprime really being very, very low and almost non-existent recently. Um, and we're seeing that just continue to trickle down. So that um, may be a concern for that particular subset of borrowers. Now we know vehicles are out there, but they are becoming more expensive. So then it's gonna become 
how do you get those payments maybe a little bit affordable with the loan terms sourcing longer loan terms come out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, just some discussions I've had to kind of ease that up a little bit. If you can spread it out a little bit more, get that payment down some, won't change the price of the car, obviously, but we are seeing that average loan terms going up as well. Um, but it is a big concern right now. Yeah. And, you know, that's something we talked about before the pandemic as well was, you know, the, the issue of longer term loans. We were seeing more and more 84 month loans, um, you know, 72 month loans, um, which, which is really a concern um, for lenders because that just gives borrowers, you know, more chance to, you know, fall behind on their loan. And, and also it really um, affects that, that equity in that vehicle, right? If, if you have a longer term loan, um, you are underwater um, on that loan for, for longer or upside down, I think, as the indus- auto industry likes to, to describe it. Um, underwater is, is a mortgage term um, back from my, my old days. Um, but, you know, I think all of this, like you, like you mentioned, really points to, you know, the current largest pain point in the industry. And again, that's inventory. Um, we've talked about this, you know, at it ad nauseum. Uh, and, you know, we, we will continue to do so. Um, but, you know, that's something that, that the industry is really going to have to keep an eye on um, as we go forward and to see how these, how these demand and prices uh, play out. You know, one other thing I do want to kind of point to as, you know, a potential driver for continued increase in used vehicle prices is this off-lease um, influx of vehicles that are, that are returning to market, right? You have, you have a whole year behind us um, where we know consumers were driving less. Um, they weren't going to the grocery store. They weren't taking their kids to school. They weren't commuting to work. So you have a lot of these vehicles that are coming off lease this year um, that probably won't have the um, same amount of mileage that was expected to be on them, which will increase their value. Um, so you have more cars coming to the used vehicle market that are still, you know, they haven't lost any of their value, like I mentioned, um, and that's going to continue to prop up prices, um, which will continue to, you know, uh, put pressure on those affordability concerns. Um, one other thing that we're going to continue to watch um, closely is um, interest rates. Uh, CarMax Auto Finance released its Q4 and fiscal year 2021 earnings report last week and posted a 62, 68.2% year-over-year increase in income to $188.2 million, large in part to a de- decrease in provisions for credit losses, increased net interest margin, and obviously an increase in loan receivables. Um, net interest margin jumped 60 basis points to 6.4% t- thanks to lower cost of funds. But mortgage rate trends, which are usually the bellwether of consumer, fi- consumer finance loan products, um, increased two basis points last week to 3.33% on, on the 30-year fixed um, rate and have been steadily increasing since the end of February. Now, granted, um, auto loans for all credit tiers still remain between 30 and 70 basis points below 2020 levels on a year-over-year basis for new and used vehicles. Um, but you know, any increase in interest rates could squeeze lenders' interest margin. Uh, so, so we'll be examining um, exa- exactly how that will be you know, either this week or, or possibly next week and, and what, what lenders need to be looking out for um, in terms of rising interest rates. Um, with that said, Amanda, you know, what else do we have slated for this week? 
Sure. Um, so we were just talking about used vehicle prices. So we will have an update on where those stand, um, you know, as of like this week. Uh, so we'll have that in a few days. Um, and we also have a pretty exciting new feature coming out of BMW. So we'll highlight that, um, I think, tomorrow. Uh, so we'll give you more information on that and how it kind of applies to our industry. Um, and of course, just more industry news. Yep, absolutely. And uh, we will also, um, the Supreme Court uh, issued a ruling uh, on a case that Facebook was involved in involving automatic uh, dialers, which have been a point of contention as it relates to the TCPA or Telephone Consumer Protection Act. Um, almost forgot about that one there. <laughs> um, but that, that is going to have, um, you know, implications for the auto finance industry. So this week we will have um, a, a piece examining uh, that as well. Um, so finally, hopefully some closure on, on that front. Um, thanks for joining us uh, today. Uh, that's all the time we have, but we want to hear from you. As always, rate the roadmap on whatever platform you use to listen to the podcast and follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, we will see you online at autofinancenews.net and here next week. Thanks for joining us.